Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. We can offer you service and load your product and and tell you our knowledge about how to use it and uh, offer you a competitive price too. So service is our, is our number one thing that we have to sell, personal service. Ronald Burson, the proprietor of Burson Feed and Seed in downtown Carrollton, Georgia, has devoted his life to service and the needs of his neighbors. Today, small towns and small town shops that offer real customer service and employ people who actually know how to provide it as well have become so rare they've become the cliches of romance novels, cable movies, and fodder for stories told round the campfire about greener pastures and a time when people valued neighbors, helping neighbors, and small business owners that sold service first and then their product. Ronald Burson is a man who understands this. He's become a reliable service provider for the citizens in western Georgia for nearly 60 years. Well, it's just all I know. It's really the only... I came here right out of college. I was planning to go to medical school, but I graduated from college at an odd time of the year. So I was killing time here, but I enjoyed it so much. It's been the, I've been here 59 years. <laughs> this is uh, originally built as a uh, farm supply store and a grocery store at the front of the store started by Mr. Robinson and Walker, a partnership that existed for many years. Some years went by and owners too, but eventually Mr. Burson's father, a fertilizer merchant, showed up. And my father was a fertilizer merchant. He sold fertilizer to farmers and offered, they offered him this space to use for his fertilizer business and gave him a year's free rent. So he was a struggling businessman, and that was right up his alley to get a year's free rent. And that's how it started. The next year, Mr. Jackson decided he wanted to retire, and so he sold his portion of the business to his son, A.T. Jackson Jr., and my father. And it became known as Jackson Burson Seed Store. And it operated in this fashion until 1956, the partners decided to buy each other out, and my dad outbid Mr. A.T. Jackson Jr. for the high bid, and he has became Burson Feed and Seed since 1956. And now you're the next generation running yeah, this. Yeah, the next generation. I've been here for 59 seasons, 59 years here. I'm 80 years old. <laughs> Now, I'm an optimist about a lot of things, but customer service isn't one of them. But I'd like to be. But for now, I'm a firm believer that old-fashioned customer service, the Ronald Burson kind, is quickly drying up. Walking into Burson Feed and Seed is as much a museum to the way it used to be than it is a feed and seed store. 
He's become one of the last apostles of customer service, a disciple to the true cornerstone of any business. After spending a few minutes at Burson's, listening to him help other customers, it makes you wonder why retailers across the USA are crying that the internet is killing them. Well, not only does Mr. Burson not have a website or a social media presence for the store, it's not likely he ever will. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if he even has high-speed internet or Wi-Fi there at the store. But it doesn't matter, because while working there, he's seen the first man land on the moon, the end of the Cold War, and now the post-9-11 era. And he's navigated it all, not because he's opposed to technology, but he's done it without it. His success has not, has not come through technology. It's come through customer service. It's always been his hallmark. You see, it turns out that taking care of people, something that should be first, not just in business, is something that people still want and they're willing to pay for. At Burson's, there's also no self-checkout. To shop there, you actually have to speak to someone. And the truth is, a lot of people come to Burson's to do just that. There's, there's a lot of America rolled up in a store like this. I mean, you can't deny it. I mean, this is, this is something that, you know, when you run into the big box store, you run in as fast as you can. When you come here, you're probably going to be offered a popsicle if it's a hot day or something. Oh, yeah. tell, tell me about that, because it's, it's really part of the community here. Well, we have several chairs up front where customers and friends like to come in and relax and shoot the bull, and we talk about everything from politics, religion, sports, you name it. That's, that's, a, big, that's a big plus to a family-owned store like we have. Alan Murrah found a cool spot to sit right next to the wind chime display the day that I visited, and our conversation was brief because the popsicle was more thought-provoking than me with a microphone. How long have you been shopping here? Well, as long as the store's been here, I guess. Uh, yeah. Alan, like most of Burson's customers, are folks who grew up shopping in this type of store. And Mr. Burson, being the smart businessman that he is, he caters to them. There are a lot of senior citizens in any, in any town, and they want to know if you have a product and if they can rely on you, if they drive to your store, that they can get the product and you can tell them how to use it and load them for it in their car if it's necessary. Mr. Burson not only knows his customers, he knows his products too. And he has such a variety, you just have to see it. I mean, the warehouse behind the retail store might as well be a, a warehouse for the Smithsonian. It's filled with old stock, new stock, and then really, really old stock. And it's all nestled behind this big, metal, ominous, turn-of-the-century fireproof door. Well, I, I, just, I just like people to know if they've never been to the store, the variety of merchandise that we have to offer. We're, we're presently in our warehouse where we have all kind of deer mixes that you plant now, clovers that you plant now for deer and game, and uh, ryegrass and Kentucky 31 fescue, and perennial ryegrass and just the many many various products that we have for sale here and i love these i love these doors back here the old sliding doors so you'd pull your wagon up or your right your truck and load up right and and tell me about the warehouse door that's up here up front well this 
as Robinson and Walker, as I've alluded to earlier, they bought cotton. And back in those days, you had to have cotton in a secure warehouse that was supposedly fireproof. And this is supposedly a sliding fire door on the warehouse up here. This is the metal coated sliding door. It closes off the warehouse at night. That supposedly made it fireproof. I don't know how, I don't know how that would, it's never been tested. And then this big metal coated door slides down. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, look slides at that. Slides all the way down. And that was to keep the cotton safe. Purpose, main purpose was to protect the cotton and make, of course, the, the building secure. Now, way up in the rafters, you'll see century-old tobacco baskets and a variety of merchandise from years past. I asked Mr. Burson what the oldest piece of merchandise was in the store. Oddly, a small ice cream display unit dating back to the early 1900s. Yeah, here you go. Here's the White Mountain ice cream foot freezer that I referred to earlier. And you still sell these White Mountain ice cream Yeah, we sell them freezers. the larger ones. So if you want to make homemade ice cream, this is... Uh, the, the electric model now. We don't sell yeah. a hand crank. <laughs> and I'm looking at it right here. There it is. Yeah, this is a lady that owned my house. This is, uh, I believe it says... 1921. Yeah, there it is, 1921. What do the what does an ice cream freezer go for these days? From White Mountain right here. White Mountain costs you about $249.95 or $239.95, depending on if it's a four quart or a five quart or six quart. Are they made here? No, in, they're in made the US? in China. Oh they are. <laughs> <laughs> well even Burson's has seen the influx of foreign made goods. But he's proud to still offer some American-made products. In fact, they're some of his best sellers. What do you sell here that's made here? People, I'm sure people are asking for American-made products now, and I know you have we a lot still, of stuff. We still have a lot of American-made products. Some of our tools are coming back that are made in America. Way of rate, rate of knives. Some of our best sellers, they're knives that are made in, in the USA. And then everything over here, you have something for... My, my late wife started this many years ago. She had her gifts over here. And we have all kinds of cooking ware and clay, clay pots. And now you don't have air conditioning in here. No, we don't. Do you have heat? Yeah, we have just uh, open gas radiance. Yeah, have you ever thought about getting AC for the store? No, I haven't. I still like it the old-fashioned way because we get a lot of breeze through the building with the doors. It's open. not It's not bad, is it? Not, well, it's pretty bad in July and August. But to help relieve the summer swelters, Mr. Burson keeps a neighborly stash of popsicles at the ready. Remember, he's selling service first. The other stuff is just that. Stuff. Well, I just appreciate the, the wonderful customers that we've had through the years and that we have now that enjoy trading with an independent family-owned business. It's just the American way. The uh, family-owned businesses still, uh, I hope we'll see a lot of it in the future. The biggest enjoyment I have been is to getting to know the customers and the farmers and hear their viewpoint on things and how to do things and learned a lot of wisdom from all of the 
people and contacts and farmers and various customers that we've had through the years. Any words of wisdom for a, a new farmer? Well, there are not many new farmers coming along. It's a lot, the only farming we have now is poultry farmers growing chickens by contract and the uh, cattle farmers that raise hay. And, and a few of, the, few of the farmers here that grow soybeans and corn. But they're the, they're the very few now. And what, and what do you want folks to remember about you after the third or fourth generation takes over out here? What, what do you want them to remember about you? Well, I just want them to remember me as a reliable supplier of their needs and their services that they need in a convenient location and uh, service after we sell. Now, did you catch that? I, I hope you were paying attention, but, but here, just listen to that. Listen to that one more time. Want them to remember me as a reliable supplier of their needs and their services that they need in a convenient location and uh, service after we sell. Did you hear it that time? He never mentions anything about the stuff, only that he hopes you remember him as a reliable supplier of your needs and the services that you needed. You know, it's often said that the greatest among you shall be your servant. So to you, Mr. Burson, when the time comes, I hope you hear the words that I hope to hear as well. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. So there you have it. Burson's Feed and Seed in downtown Carrollton, Georgia, proudly not offering online shopping, self-checkout, or air conditioning. Go see Mr. Burson and take the time to have a popsicle and just listen. Soak it up. You'll be glad you did. I'm Matt Jolly, and that's History Worth Saving. You can find more History Worth Saving at historyworthsaving.com. <laughs>